Hello, and how are you doing? I hope you're doing well wherever you are. I have no idea where you're listening to this today, so I hope you are well. Myself, I currently have a uh, terrible sinus infection, and you might be able to hear it in my voice because it uh, tends to change the pitch and temper to a certain degree. I'll be okay. I get them often because I have chronic sinusitis and uh, I'm allergic to everything in the environment. <laughs> so it's uh, that time of the year for me where I just have to pay the price for being alive, I guess. You know, there are worse things. There are many worse things. I am lucky enough to live in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, Canada's capital city, where, although we did have a uh, occupation by a horde of ignorance who wanted to overthrow the government, we're not at war. No one is shooting at me, so my complaints really are incredibly minor and trivial, and to be honest with you, I feel ridiculous even making them to be, to be completely serious. Nevertheless... It is a gorgeous June uh, day. It's a Friday morning here in Ottawa's capital. I don't know, again, where you are or when you're listening to this, but I have, as always, five jazz compositions for you. This is uh, Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 62. And it has taken me some time to get down to record this show, and I apologize. I've a number of projects on the go at any one given moment between the uh, political show that I produce and contribute to, along with um, the occasional appearance on the Dean Blundell podcast, uh, Dean Blundell Show on the Dean Blundell Network, and the uh, regional show, which I do with my good buddy Graven, Maddie McKechnie which is a um, lifestyle, mental health, um, sort of a general talking about everything, but largely dealing with music because he is a musician and I like to promote his music and anyone who knows me knows how much I love music. And of course, I've got my main show, the Songs and Stories uh, volume series, and I have a show that I'll be completing later today and posting for you. So if you like to listen to that, that'll be up for you to listen to as well. Okay, enough talk from me. Let's just get right down to it, shall we? I'm going to start things off with Al Cohn's interpretation of How Deep is the Ocean? Thank you. 
September 7th, 1956 at the uh, Van Gelder Studios in Hackensack, New Jersey. Released in uh, late winter, early spring of 1957. I don't have a, the exact release date. The album, Tenor Conclave, featuring at the time four of jazz, uh, four of the jazz greats of the tenor sax. John Coltrane, Hank Mobley, Al Cohn, and Zoot Sims. Now that record, um, it was re-released in 1962, and when they did so, the album reissue or re-release featured a larger photo of John Coltrane, as they were, they were really trying to push Coltrane onto the public at the time, because he was really beginning to get, well, noticed. Of course, the record, uh, chart-wise, I mean, you know, it was a jazz album, so it's mm, tough to say. The re-release featured John Coltrane uh, prominently, both his name and photo, but it really was a, a conclave of uh, four of the greatest tenor saxophone players at the time. Of course, Rhett Garland was on piano, Paul Chambers on the bass, and uh, Mr. Art Taylor was on the drums in that particular uh, version of the classic Irving Berlin composition, How Deep is the ocean. And I think that's such a great way to start the day because, my goodness gracious, uh, you know, <laughs> nice, calm, relaxing, 15 minutes of glorious sax. Everybody likes glorious sax in the morning, don't you? Yeah, that was a tongue-in-cheek comment. Mr. Al Cohn uh, passed away in February of 1988, he had collaborated throughout his career from uh, the 1940s to the 1980s uh, heavily with uh, Mr. Zoot Sims, as they were seldom seen apart for a good number of years. Of course, Al, as a, as a leader, is on approximately 40 or 50 recordings. As a sideman, oh, forget about it. There's hundreds, literally hundreds of recordings that he has featured on. Fantastic player and was, uh, by, all, by all measures, an absolute gentleman to, to uh, work and record with. Now, I'm going by what I can read because the man died, my goodness, 1988, what is that? 36 years ago? No, 30, 34 years ago, 34 years ago. Let's get the math right on that, Paul. Sometimes I, I do make mistakes. So up next, I want to feature an um, individual who... Uh, well, he was a, a, a great jazz pianist, composer, arranger, and he taught jazz improv. Leonard Joseph Tristano. He uh, was born in 1919 in Chicago, Illinois, and passed away in November of 1978 at the tender age of 59. And I say the tender age of 59 because that is uh, four years away for me. <laughs> so it's quite young as far as I'm concerned. This is Lenny Tristano's Interpretation of the uh, Bing Crosby, Victor Young, Ned Washington composition, Ghost of a Chance. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Sano with his uh, interpretation of the Bing Crosby composition. Well, of course, it wasn't just Bing Crosby. That was Bing Crosby, Victor Young, and Matt Washington recorded live at the Sing Song Room at the Confucius Restaurant in New York City on June 11th, 1955. Now, Lenny Tristano was a revered but misunderstood jazz pianist. He was controversial in many respects because he refused to commercialize his music. And that kind of, sticking with that conviction kind of ended his career and, you know, sent him into the dustbin of history in many respects. He was regarded as one of the very first to teach jazz, particularly improv, in a structured way. And he taught musicians irrespective of the instrument they played. And he would uh, structure his lessons to meet the, the needs of each individual, which I think is a spectacular way to teach anyone anything. Find out how the person learns and teach to those abilities. He was a very influential, ja- influential jazz pianist. You know, avant-garde jazz, bebop, cool jazz, free jazz, post-bop, but... He still liked structure at the same time. Interesting fellow who, as I say, was relegated to the dustbin of history and that his career is largely forgotten by a great number of individuals. However, if you are a dedicated student of jazz and you play piano, you certainly would know who he was. The great, late Lenny Tristano. I'm going to play another composition now uh, featuring Al Cohn. This goes along with um, his uh, compatriot, uh, often collaborated with Mr. Zoot Sims. This is a live recording, and it's uh, their interpretation of It Had to Be You. Mm-hmm. 
recording as you can tell by the sounds of the uh, atmospheric sounds of the uh, folks in the background from the album Jazz Alive Night at the Half Note. Great record, uh, really great record. Of course that song, uh, It Had to Be You, I'm sure you've heard that, <laughs> my goodness, hundreds of times throughout your life. And undoubtedly you've heard it uh, primarily the vocal version. It was featured well, if you are of a certain age, you will remember the uh, film when Harry met Sally and Anna was uh, featured in the soundtrack with the Harry Connick Jr. and the Harry Connick Jr. Big Band releasing their version of that back in, was that 1989? My goodness gracious. Song was first published in May of 1924, written by Isham Jones uh, with lyrics by Gus Cohen. Yeah. Very popular song. Now, when Harry Met Sally was 1959, uh, sorry, 1989, my apologies. 1989 was uh, that recording. 
It was the theme song for the film. It was also featured in the film A League of Their Own. It was featured on the television series The Golden Girls. Been Annie Hall. It's been in Gilligan's Island. Uh, you name it. It's it's been featured in movies and television shows for the last, well, almost one hundred years, as was written and recorded uh, originally in nineteen twenty four. So that is, goodness gracious, ninety eight years ago. Hard to believe. Of course, that was Zoot Sims and Al Cohn and one of their many pairings as they had recorded a number of uh, compositions throughout their career and had worked together a number of times. Good friends. Now, Zoot, uh, Zoot left this uh, earth in 1985, passed away again at the tender age of 59. I wonder if there's a 59 club for jazz artists, kind of like the 27 club for rock and rollers. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm actually posing that actual question. Maybe I'll look into that and do a show on the 59 Club someday, because an awful lot of jazz musicians have passed away at that age. I wonder, is there something afoot? Did they make a deal with Mr. Lou Cipher? There's a joke in there if you look hard enough. Two more compositions to feature today, and I'm going to start off with, uh, start off or end off or come close to the end, I should say. <laughs> uh, this, this composition I have featured um, in the past, and um, this is a, a version I've not played before. At least I don't think I have. I, I certainly couldn't find it in my catalog of, of uh, music. This is uh, Bill Evans, um, Philly Joe Jones, and um, this is their version of uh, On Green Dolphin Street. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you. 
Billy Joe Jones and Paul Chambers from their album on Green Dolphin Street, which was recorded originally in 1959. January 1959, January 19th, 1959, <laughs> to be precise. And then it was shelved until, and here's where the conflict has, is, I don't own a physical copy of the record. Um, I am going to seek it out, though, and I think I know where I can get a copy of it. I've got conflicting information. Some information states the release date as uh, 1977, and others say January 1st, 1975. So it's tough to say exactly when. Either way, it's sat on a shelf for 16 to 18 years, which is, you know, kind of a shame because, my goodness, why would that be stuck in the dark for so long? Very... Very crying shame. But sometimes that's just how the music business goes, especially in the jazz world. I really like that composition on Green Dolphin Street, originally written in 1947 by Bronislaw Caper with lyrics by Ned Washington. The song came from the film Green Dolphin Street. Now, it's been recorded about a hundred times, I think. To the best of my knowledge, the last um, version of it recorded in 1986 by Ella Fitzgerald. Now, I could be wrong. There may be a newer version of it that I'm not aware of. It's also been recorded by um, Herbie Hancock in the past. And uh, Tony Bennett has a version of that from uh, 1964 from his album, When Lights Are Low. Great record. Great song. Great group of musicians. Okay. Uh, it is getting late in the program, and uh, I have one more composition for you today. This is from Mr. Lee Konitz, and this is, uh, well, from the album I Remember You. No, sorry, that's not the name of the album. The album is Motion. My apologies. Wow, Paul, get it together. Recorded in 1961. This is Lee Konitz with his uh, interpretation of Foolin' Myself. Thank you. 
yeah, the late, great Lee Konitz from the album um, Motion, recorded August 29th, 1961 at the Olmsted Sound Studios in New York City. Great record on the Verve label. Featured uh, drummer Elvin Jones and bassist Sonny Dallas. It's regarded by uh, most critics and uh, musicians as his finest album. And I can't argue. That one just really swings. Great record. Absolutely brilliant recording. Sadly, Lee Cohn has passed away in April of 2020 uh, as a result of pneumonia brought on by COVID-19 during the pandemic in New York City. And I don't think he was ready to go. He was 92, but the man was still playing. In 2018, he had a, uh, an album uh, titled Decade, which celebrated his uh, 90th birthday, featuring 10 years of collaborating with uh, pianist Dan Tepner. So I think Lee still had a number of years left in him. Sadly, like many great artists lost uh, before their time, even though, yes, again, he was 92, he was still playing and writing and recording and we lost him to the pandemic, which is very sad, very sad indeed. Well, I hate to end the note on a sad, hate, hate ooh, let's try that again, Paul, I hate to end the show on a sad note, so I'll leave you with this happy thought. Terribly sorry, noises going off in the background here. I'll leave you with this happy thought. The weekend is nigh, and the summertime is here. Although technically it's still spring for a few more days, I'm going to enjoy the lovely warm weather that will be featured here in Ottawa on the weekend. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead of you too. Till we meet again, my friends, take care. This is the end of Songs and Stories Supplemental Jazz Edition. This is part 62. We'll see you soon. Bye.